Great. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Talha. I'm the co-founder at RemoteBase.com. Uh, with us today is Blake. Uh, and by the way, welcome everybody to the Masters of Tech. Uh, it's been a great journey so far. Uh, we've met with a lot of great engineering leaders. Uh, today we have Jason Poole with us. So Jason is the director of engineering at Mural. Uh, I was going through his profile. I'm pretty impressed. Like he started off as a software engineer at AOL and you know, has worked as a director of engineering at New Relic, worked as a director of software engineering at Caliber Homes, and then he has extensive experience working as a, uh, a director level. And uh, I mean, I'm, uh, good to see you, Jason. How are you? Yeah, thanks. All good. Good to be here, and uh, I appreciate you being on the the podcast with you. Perfect. Nice. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, Jason. Like, how much of I mean, you have ex extensive experience, started off working as a software engineer and then transitioned to be a, to the director level. And that's where you're at right now. Uh, how much of your journey has been remote? Like how long have you been working remotely? Was it only because of COVID or have you been working remotely for a long time? Yeah, I think I was one of the, the few people that was doing this for quite a while before COVID happened. Um, in fact, some of the, the experience I told you about a little bit beforehand was that uh, I moved cities at one point in my career, and mm -hmm. this was probably back in 2009 or so. So, you know, a whole a whole decade before COVID. Nice. And I worked remotely for my my employer then. Uh, I was kind of the head of engineering at that point, but I was going to make a lifestyle, a, a life change. I needed to move cities for personal reasons uh, and decided to keep working for that company remotely. It was a really interesting time back then because there wasn't really video chat, at least not reliable. Uh, yeah. I did everything yeah. over over the phone. You know, I had a, a hardwired uh, yeah. uh, like voice over IP line. Um, had a, a dedicated computer that was back in the other city, and I had a laptop that I ran everything. So I basically used remote desktop, a Microsoft product, to yeah. remote into that other computer and do work remotely. It was a a pretty yeah. interesting, yeah. Uh, but it worked really well. Now, how long ago was this? I'm curious to know because I started working remotely around 2013. In fact, my first job, I, I, I come from a very small city in Pakistan. So my first job was with a Silicon Valley-based company. It was a startup. I got it from Upwork. So all remote. And I loved the experience so much that, you know, never went back. Yeah. So how long ago was this when you were using uh, desktop machines and all? Yeah, it was quite a while. This was probably 2009. And uh, I did it for about three years. Uh -huh. it, and it worked surprisingly well. You know, I... I moved to, up to Portland, Oregon, where I am now, and was able to work remotely um, for a company based in Arizona. Like it was, it was kind of cool to be able to do that in 2009 when it wasn't very common. But yeah. I think it set my mindset going forward that this is possible. This is something that we can do. We don't all have to be in the same office at the same time in order to get work done. So yeah. it was actually pretty cool to be able to, uh, I guess, do it before everything really took off about, about 10 years later. No, but were they okay with you being remote? Like, was the whole team remote? Uh, how did it work out for you guys back then? Because I I can imagine there might not be a lot of tools back then for, you know, enabling remote work. Like, you have Trello, Asana right now, and all of, all of those collaboration tools. But what was it like back then? It was, you're right. It was pretty challenging. And I think it, it took the right type of person. For one, uh -huh. I had already been with that core group of people for a while. So I was trusted. They were trusted. You know, there's a bunch of trust both ways. And um, it, it was on me to kind of be always front and center, like trying to get people's attention to make sure 
I didn't get forgotten about, right? If I was the only remote employee, mm -hmm. I had to be the one who was like, hey, don't forget to put me in this meeting. Hey, remember that I'm doing this work sure. over here. Rather than where everybody is virtual, if everybody is remote, it's quite a different situation because you're all thinking about it at the same time. So we didn't, yeah. we didn't use the same type of tools back then. It was more like uh, me trying to force my way into everything. So it's a lot of, nice. a, of an experience these days. Yeah, but you said the right type of person. Like I always imagine if you're working remotely, you have to be in, in that mindset. Like if you're not in the mindset, you can never work remotely or you can never be you know, productive working remote. So what do you think would be the right type of mindset for working remotely? It's a great question. And I still think that's true today where it takes the right type of person. And I was thinking about this actually just last week. I think you've got to be really motivated and self-driven. Like it, it takes a lot of um, motivation for yourself to be able to do this. Whereas I think a lot of folks really thrive in a like a, a, sh a shared co-working space or an office environment because you've got everyone around you that that are all moving in the same direction together. And mm -hmm. it sort of is a, a motivating factor to have everybody else who's doing the same thing at the same time. Whereas mm -hmm. when you're at home or or just remote, I guess, in general, yeah. it's on you to stay on track. It's on you to make sure that you are, you know, pulling your weight and making sure that people see what you're doing. If you're either a little too quiet, a little too invisible, a little too under the radar, uh, you probably won't get the same type of, of recognition that you might if you were in an office environment. So I do think it takes the right type of person to, to have that motivation to work remotely and be successful at it. Amazing. And what has worked better for you uh, working from the co-working space or working from home? Because again, I'm a software engineer myself. I've always been like that. And it's easier for me to just shut the world out and, you know, start coding and all. That's how I see remote work most of the time when I'm, you know, heavily involved in coding, when I, when I have like deadlines to meet and all, it's easier for me to shut myself out. So what has worked better for you working from an, uh, from a co-working space or working in isolation from home? Yeah, that, that's also a good question because I've been doing leadership for quite a while now and I really like being in an office environment for that reason, like getting to to interact with people and that, you know, ha having the ability to just walk up to someone and have a quick chat is, is lovely. I, I like that. But I also, you know, I come from an engineering background too. I was an engineer for quite some time and just being able to stay focused in a quiet environment that can be so productive. So I, I think exactly. if you're an individual contributor and you get to work remotely from your own home office, I think you can go heads down and, and be very productive. Um, so I actually, I really like both aspects of it. Uh, I, I, at times I find myself like I'm, I'm in a 100% remote role right now. And I do find myself occasionally wishing I had, you know, an office environment to go to, uh, every once yeah. in a while. And we'll find ways to make it happen. In fact, we're all, uh, we're going to, we're going to do a little offsite next week with some of the leadership nice. and, and get to actually meet people in person that, that happen. Yeah infrequently in a remote company or maybe not as frequently as you'd like at least <laughs> so yeah I, yeah, I think exactly. both sides of it are are, uh, are are valuable but i think there's just so much benefit to the remote lifestyle and culture you know you it is of course you avoid the commute and little things that like that but they really add up over time and you can be incredibly productive in yeah. roles i mean but don't you think jason since you started working remote early on so you saw the best of both worlds. You worked out of the office, you worked remotely, and I'm sure you've worked from co-working spaces as well. 
But do you think it's a bad idea for somebody who's just starting in the industry to work remotely and work in isolation? A lot of us start as an IC, right? So when, as soon as we graduate, we start sure. as an IC. If you've, if you've done software engineer, engineering or if you've done any technical course. So uh, would it be, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Like, is it bad for an IC to start remotely in isolation? And then, you know, once, once, you know, once they get habitual or once they start liking it, they would. Ne- it's very hard for them to work from an office. And I've come across a lot of people who are in this dilemma right now. They started around COVID, their careers, and then now when they have to move back to the office, it's really hard for them. Like, they don't yeah. know what offices are. How is it like working from the office? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, uh, to, to go to that first question, like, is it a, a bad thing to start your career remotely? I mean, you know. I don't know that it's specifically bad, but I do think there is a lot of benefit to being with a core group of people when you're starting your career. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for folks who who did start before COVID, they got that aspect of it. They got the... Exactly. exactly. Uh, when I mentioned before, when I did this a while back, it felt like you had built some trust. Like you had mm-hmm. a team that you could interact with and felt like you could rely, rely on each other. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're doing this remotely and you're meeting everybody remotely, it's a lot harder to build those relationships. 100%. So yeah. you onboarding, I think that's the piece that, that we all have to get better at in this industry is how do we get people into a team feeling like you're part of this group and feeling like you're, um, you're a core contributor to it and you've got trusted people that you can reach out to when you have, when you have questions and issues, I think we're, we're getting better at it, but it is definitely still a challenge. It, it's probably the hardest part. Like you mentioned, onboarding can be one of the hardest parts of a remote. Of a probably. Remote. Yeah. The artist for me, how, like curious to like how do you overcome this challenge at mural right uh you know remote onboarding then all especially somebody who's joined like uh fresh in the company you have never met them you don't know how they're gonna work out you don't know their personality you've not interacted with them in person so like how do you overcome the onboarding challenge it's really intentional and i, I think it has to be on both parties on of course the company but the individual who the, who's starting as well who's joining um to reach out to people and and just basically say, Hey, I'm, I'm the new person here. I need to start building relationships and meeting people. Do you have a few minutes? Let's, let's get together and talk. And then when you're a leader within this organization, you've got to set up as much as you can for the new person as well. Hey, you should talk to this person, this person, this person, let's start building these relationships. So that's kind of the, the one-on-one type of relationship, but then it becomes critical for the team to be meeting as frequently as possible as well. Yeah, this is kind of unusual because like we said before, in, in a remote world, you've got this flexibility and this freedom where you, you're, you're working out of your you know, home or, or a co-working space, but you need to build that relationship with all, all of your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll try to do things on teams where you've got your, you know, let, let's say you're in an agile environment, you've got your ceremonies, you, you, maybe you're doing your planning meetings, your sprint planning, your uh, you know, retrospectives and stuff as a team. Mm-hmm. That's still not the same as getting the social interaction, whereas you're yeah. sitting sitting with a group of people and you might want to yeah. grab lunch together, or maybe you're just yeah. out in happy hour. So exactly, exactly, and uh, and those water cooler discussions where you know even if you're not like for me the biggest challenge for uh, working remotely is that I have to find the time out meet everybody. Like you know if you have like 200 people working in your team, you'll have to like set up calls with them. You have to like block something on their calendar yours so it's it's not as much a struggle if you're working from the office because you know if, if, if a bunch of you are hanging out of the water cooler 
things become easier. You don't have to block your calendar. Or you don't have to put any effort for that. So exactly. you still think that, uh, I mean, let me just ask you this, like, and a lot of debate is going on right now. What's your take, remote work versus, from, uh, you know, working from the office? I know a lot of people are on out uh, for their uh, the people they work with to move, work from the office now. So what's your take overall on this? I mean, based on everything we've talked about, I'm probably quite biased, but I, I'm a big proponent of remote work. I, I feel like if you can um, dedicate the time, the resources, and be very intentional about it, you okay. can get the, the best sort of, I don't want to just say talent, but like the right person for the job across the whole world, right? You, you're opening up your your doors, your your ability to um, reach talent to so many more avenues if you are willing to do remote work. Um, and, and I feel like it can be a lot more productive than, you know, if, if you happen to be in one city, like I'm in Portland, you're hiring people just within Portland. Uh, it's a much smaller pool than the entire country or continent or world, right? 100%, yeah, yeah. So I'm a proponent of remote work and I, I am seeing it work well and have seen it work well. Um, I understand, you know, there, there are arguments both directions, but just being part of the world that is successful doing it, I, I, I see why it is so valuable. I mean, yeah, as far as inclusion is concerned, obviously remote-based wins every single time. Like, again, at remote-based, we have people working from 35 different cities from all around the world. I think you have the same at your, like people working from all around the world, yep. which is great. But, uh, so I, I had this argument with somebody recently and they said that, you know, when you're working remotely, everybody's nice and they're like, you cannot know what their intentions are, who they really are and all of that. Do you agree to that? Like, you know, you cannot really know your colleagues that well if you're working remotely. That's an interesting question. I, uh, and, and funny enough, I, I don't agree with that. I actually think you can get to know your colleagues quite well uh, doing it remotely, but similar to what we talked about before, you've got to make an effort. You've got to make an intentional effort to go out and say, hey, I want to meet this person and, and spend a couple of minutes getting to know them rather than, oh, I see you in a Zoom meeting for five minutes a week and that's it. You know, of yeah. course, if that were the case, then you wouldn't get to know anybody. But that's also the same in an office environment. You know, if you were just to see somebody for five minutes in a meeting, it would be the same. But you happen to have, like you, you mentioned the word water cooler, these chats that happen, uh, hallway chats are sometimes called where you just see people yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't happen in the remote world. So you just have to force it a little bit. So mm -hmm. uh, it's funny that you use the word water cooler because we use some Slack channels with I know. mural I... <laughs> that are water cooler channels. And that's, that's the whole, that's actually yeah. the name. But it's just like a, a, a goofy spot for people to go chat and say, hey, I uh, yeah. this. What, what do people think about it? Uh, and yeah, that works yeah, yeah. really well to get people talking about stuff that's not just work. 100%. Funny enough, when I started working remotely for the first time in my life back in 2013, so we started using Slack. Slack was, I think, around that time. Yeah. It was, I think, 2014. There was a channel called Water Cooler. I never knew what it, what is it for? Like, what, what, what does it really mean? Like, you know, I was, that was my first experience working for any company. So, and later it turned out to be a memes channel because, you know, everybody was just sharing memes there. So, I mean, uh, that's funny. But, uh, you know, that experience uh, gave me, I mean, a mindset. And that's what I want to also talk about. Like, what do you think? And obviously, you've uh, touched upon it a bit at the start of the call. 
But what is the right mindset for anybody who's working remotely, especially who's an IC, who's just, you know, a fresh graduate from college and it's, that's their first job. So what do you think would be the right mindset for such a person? The mindset, okay. I, I think probably for somebody, especially if we're talking about that, that uh, IC who's just coming out of school and trying to get their, their foot in the door uh, yeah. and be at a remote company, I think it's probably to be very... Um, well, well, two things that we mentioned before, very uh, almost like outgoing. It, it's yeah, yeah. You, you need to be uh, on the hunt to to build these relationships with people. Like be yeah. intentionally outgoing. So I think that's one thing that that will benefit you from uh, this remote being in the in the remote world um, as a, a early stage IC. And also, I think it's it, building on it a little bit is being a good communicate a good communicator about the work that you're doing. Uh -huh. um, one thing that we always talk about as engineering leaders is when people go dark or you, you might disappear for a little while. You know, if somebody likes to go off and do their work for three days at a time and then pop their head up and say, hey, I just did all this work. Yes. That, especially that, with engineers. Like, especially with uh, engineers well, yeah. who, yeah. Um, that That's kind of an anti-pattern. Like, you, you don't want to do that. You want to be the person who's saying every day at stand-up, here's, here's what I did, here's what I'm going to be working on. Um, so everybody knows your status and doesn't get surprised when a few days later something just pops up or you might come across a problem. So I think it's uh, building this regular like pattern of, of communication to make sure that everybody around you knows what you're doing. That'll, that'll set you up for success in the remote world because if you just disappear, um, people won't have any idea what you're up to and will kind of raise some flags. Nice regular patterns, yeah. That's helpful, but do you think that can the uh, same uh, like applies to the other roles? Like I know you and I have mostly done engineering in our life, but what about you know sales roles and you know customer success and all of that? Can they also thrive in a remote environment in Europe? Oh, I really think so. Yeah, and and actually, I think the same the same kind of behaviors and patterns would hold true there. If you are if you're trying to establish yourself, especially early stage be that communicator, be the one who is who's sharing what's happening with your results. You know, if that happens to be sales, you're going to have a different set of things that you're reporting on, but don't be quiet. Don't be silent. I think that's the sort of pattern to avoid. I've seen sales work out really well remotely. Um, other things like customer success or even customer support, they can work out really well remotely as well. Um, things like handling inbound support requests and whether it's a call or or something like a you know email or Zendesk or whatever it might be, yeah, it can, it can thrive remotely. Yeah, and I just think it all it all comes down to communication and not letting people wonder what's happening. Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, I'm always curious and interested in this this thing. So the apartment building I live in, so there's a core space that I work from. Sometimes I work yeah. remotely. I came across this person who uh, was fresh out of college in San Diego and got his first job at IBM. So this is a solutions engineer. And the first six weeks of his onboarding, he's doing remotely. Although his office is a couple of blocks away in the financial district, it's still going remotely. I mean, uh, uh, and I don't get it. Like, you know, probably the companies are not doing it right. Uh, but what's your take here? Like, I think the tech giants, especially the tech giants, they, they still don't get it. Like, they still don't, I mean, understand what remote work is because they've never done it. They were forced to do it in 2020 because of COVID. But they, I think this still haven't embraced it. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think maybe the mindset was that this was going to be a temporary blip, 
right? Like we'll, we'll do this remote work because we have to, mm -hmm. but then we can't wait to get back to doing things, you know, business as usual, but I'm not seeing it as a blip. I, I'm seeing it as a, a permanent change for yeah. A, yeah. Big, a big, big part of the industry, at least our industry and, and several others too. So my take on it is that we've got to put an intentional focus on, to your point uh, at the beginning here, onboarding. And yeah. how do you help people thrive in these roles and, and get up to speed quickly? Uh, yeah. Some of the things that we've done in the past and, and actually are doing a good job of here at Mural are putting together a a program. It's like it's an onboarding program. We happen to call ours liftoff, like get, getting you lifted off into the role. And part of it is company-wide. Like here's all the things you should know about this company, people to meet, people to talk to, things to watch, things to read. But also then there's a, a smaller aspect of it that's just engineering. Like uh -huh. here's things that you need within engineering to thrive. And then we go even deeper down to the team level. So the things that you need within your team to, to be successful. Mm -hmm. this is, it, it's weeks and weeks and weeks of onboarding. It's not, it's not yes. like we're just throwing you into the, uh, into the deep yes. and sink uh -huh. or swim. We're, we're trying to set you up to succeed and give you all the tools that you need to get there. I think that mm -hmm. might be something that's missing from somebody who is hoping that we go back into the office instead of uh, focusing in, uh, instead of focusing on the remote aspect. I agree. Uh, and before I make any comment on that, how do you see uh, remote work going forward? Like, is it going to be the same or do you think you know, companies are still going to work remotely or do you think that things are going to change? Is it going to be hybrid? Is it going to be out of the office now? Because, uh, you know, uh, little side topics, I was going through the YC's later, uh, latest like cohorts and all. And they even they have announced that it is going to be an uh, like out of that everybody is going to come to San Francisco to if they want to be part of the cohort. So wow, the world is changing. But what's the direction in Europe? Is remote work here to stay or not? I I hope it's here to stay. But what's your, what's your oh yeah no that, that's a great, great question. Yeah, I I think it's here to stay. But I also see. The, the shift, the RTO, return to office shift that's happening as well. So mm -hmm. my my best guess, at least for the foreseeable future, is hybrid, right? I, I don't I don't think uh, this this huge contingent of people, which happens to include you and I, it sounds like, um, mm -hmm. I don't think that they're, they're going to immediately shift everything to say, great, yeah. let, let's instead go back to the office. When we've already proven that this works really well for this, mm -hmm. this type of role and this type of person. Um, yeah. I think the hybrid model actually be great because we said at the very beginning of the call, there are some people who thrive in an office environment and there are others yeah. who thrive in a remote environment. So if we can combine forces and, and have this work well for everybody, yeah, then it feels like that that might be the best path forward. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we're ever going to end up fully in one or the other exactly. in the, in the yeah. industry, but that should be okay too. No, but don't you think that the hybrid is going to end up being more expensive for these companies so for example if you have people working from india pakistan or anywhere from the world and then you have retreats happening in the us or some other countries it's always going to be more expensive to, you know have these retreats more frequently it's, it's a tough thing to say because what if you aren't paying for office space for as much either you know of course a retreat might cost some money but what did it cost uh, to lease an office in in san francisco right that's oh, a lot incredibly expensive so you know, if you, if you kind of weigh the pros and cons, um, it may end up being a wash. I, I've not done the math for, for a company to see if that's true or not, but yeah, some parts of it might cost more for travel. 
but I think you're going to save a ton of money on other aspects of it as well. It, it may be hard to say if that's, you know, too expensive to go one direction or the other. 100%. And funny enough, when obviously uh, COVID started, we saw a lot of innovation being done in remote works. Uh, and, you know, and everybody was trying to create something for remote engineer or for remote work and all. So, but I see that the uh, that level of innovation has started to die out, started to fade as well. So what, what what's your thought overall? Like, are we going to see a lot of software or remote space moving onward, especially with AI? Because a lot of people are focusing on productivity, but I don't see a lot of startups that are trying anything for, for remote work, you know, in these uh, in these months. So but what, what is your thought all, overall? Like, can we see a lot of innovation still being done in the remote work or is it just over now? Again, like you said, it was a blip for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good question too. Um, I don't know if, if the innovation there is completely gone or if, if we're just seeing this be, because AI is the, the, the gorilla in the room now, like there's so much focus on it. We might be losing a lot of focus on everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's probably going to, there, there's such a, there was such a proliferation of tools over the past several years that maybe there isn't a huge need for it right now. Yeah. If, if you just look at a, if, if you were to start a company right now out of the mm -hmm. blue and spin mm -hmm. them, what would you need to do? You need to provide them with like a laptop, um, yeah, exactly. get a Slack instance, you know, yeah. maybe you set up with the, the Google suite of tools, uh, yeah. and probably zoom and, and you could get a company, a remote company going that quickly. Yeah. There, yeah. of course there are tools to innovate and make it even, even more productive, but just to get yourself started, you can, you yeah. can start there. Um, so I'm not sure that we're going to see a ton more over the next year or so, because we are talking so much about hybrid and about exactly. people, yeah. people who are returning to the office. Yeah. I think we've got a, we've got a that's already available i'm not sure if we oh, need yeah. a oh, lot yeah. more innovation right now but once we all sort of settled into the hybrid world i think yeah. i think there will still be more to come yeah i think a lot of innovation will now be done to make hybrid work somehow because a lot of companies are banking on that i mean they want to they don't want to piss the employees off at this right you know and they obviously don't want fully remote work so probably we're going to see a lot of innovation being done in the hybrid space Perfect, Jason. Thank you for your time today. Last question, and that's for our audience. So what's, I mean, a lot of engineers who work with remote-based work remotely, essentially out of their own offices, out of their own homes, out of their own bedrooms. So uh, what's your advice for, you know, people like these, especially for those who are starting off? Yeah, I would I would say, and this is going to kind of sound familiar to, to what I said earlier on, but if you're just getting started and you're going to try to jump into the remote world, um, make sure that you are a good communicator. Make sure that, you, that that nobody is ever surprised by the work that you're doing and that you're telling everybody all along the way, hey, I'm I'm an engineer on this team. You know, again, I'm assuming we're, we're talking about engineers here. I'm an engineer on this team. Here's the work that I did today. Here's the work that I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh, just be that person who always communicates what you're doing and it, it, it'll set you up to be successful for, you know, uh, leadership roles in the future too. 100% communication is the key. Yep. Thank you for, for your time, Jason. I learned a lot. and I'd also like to thank our audience for tuning in. Uh, thank you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. So...